Welcome back to our coverage of the Dakota Bowl on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com. We're getting you set for the nine-man championship. And as uh, we get set between games, we're going over some of the history of what's been going on with the Dakota Bowl and some area stories as well. So another one of our features coming your way this morning. And we're talking with John Birch. He was the coach of Wells County. Ten years ago, they played in the nine-man championship. It was a, a loss to Winemere Lidgerwood, 54-12. to The very next year, Wells County would join with Harvey, and they would become Harvey-Wells County and move up to Class A football. And we're seeing co-ops becoming just a little bit more common amongst uh, some of our high school programs as we move through the years. Uh, Coach, uh, uh, thanks for joining us here on 740 The Fan. Uh, what have you been up to since uh, you've left coaching? Well, um, I I worked when I retired. I went to work for the Harvey Wells County Co-op. I uh, was their activities director for uh, three years, and uh, then it came time that uh, I just totally retired. And I'm currently living in South Jordan, Utah. What's the uh, difference between living in Utah and uh, living in North Dakota? Well, uh, I'm not used. To, I, I don't think I could handle the cold winters anymore. Here, they when they talk about a winter storm, the temperature is usually uh, 30 degrees and it's windy. And um, I brought my snowblower, but if I wait till the afternoon, I never have to blow snow. So, <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of nice. I, mean, I, I live with a view of the mountains. And coming from the flat plains and living there my whole life, it's kind of kind of a treat every morning i look out my window and i see those mountains and i'm kind of amazed yet we're talking with john birch he was the head coach of wells county when they made it to the championship and lost to winemere 10 years ago 10 dakota bowls ago in nine-man football last year before they joined the co-op john got a chance to coach with that co-op as well but uh, that season coach you guys made it into the championship uh, i believe new rockford cheyenne was your only loss of the season coming into the nine-man championship uh, if you could maybe Kind of give us a rundown of, of how that season went for you guys. Well, when before the season started, our my superintendent said to me, "So, well, what do you think? What do you, when you look at these guys, what do you think?" And I thought, "Well, I think, well, I think we're going to probably maybe seven and two, six and three. I said we've got some good competition. I says and we've got some guys that can play, but I, you know, I wasn't really sure. First game of the year, we lost a tough one to New Rockford, and then." Things just started to fall into place, and uh, it was really a fun year. Um, we were we were small in number. Um, a semifinal game or the quarter game against Divide County dressed thirteen players, and uh, they came out onto the field with their thirty-five guys all dressed in maroon, and they kind of looked down the field at us, and it was like, hmm. uh, but you know these these seniors we had. We're really a, a good group of seniors. We just had a nice mix of linemen, and we had a really good uh, quarterback. It was a senior, and our running back was Travis Flick. Uh, you know, he he gained 1,700 yards, and he only played half the, the minutes of the whole season because we we take him out when you were uh, ahead by a, a large margin. So they, they were really a fun group to coach. They were they worked hard. And, Nine seniors, you mentioned in that program, going into the year, was there already a plan to co-op and, and move with Harvey and create the Harvey Wells County Hornets program? Yeah, that, that, was, the, that was the plan. We knew that it was the last year, um, and we had already um, 
had uh, entered into some uh, conversation. We had this kind of conversation with uh, the New Rockford School. And we also had conversations with the Harvey School. And it just kind of seemed to fit um, going down Highway 52, 17 miles, good road. Um, and they were very... Um, they were very good to us when we joined that co-op with our football and and then later on our basketball teams, too. So it, it was a good thing. You make it to the Dome. You play Winemere Lidgerwood. Uh, how much did you feel like you guys, you mentioned the numbers, dressing 13 in a game, in a playoff game, and make it onto Dome. How much did you guys feel like you were almost uh, an unexpected trip uh, onto a state championship game? How much did you guys uh, maybe relish in that feeling? Well, it was a, it was a great feeling. Uh, I know our our fans kind of talked about the little team that could, uh, because we were you know we were low, low in number and, and we it seemed as as the, the we we really battled against Divide County. We we had a real tough game against them and we ended up holding them and and winning by a couple of points. And they were really a good football team. And once that game went by, and we ended up playing our region team again. We had spent the whole week clearing off our field. We we, we had lost our, our best tailback, Travis Fleck, blew his knee out in the quarterfinals. And so we were without him, and he was our big ground gainer. And he didn't have surgery. He wanted to play. So against St. John, the word got out, well, he's not playing. Well, the first time we got the ball, we drove the, down the field. We handed it to him, and he scored. And it just seemed like that was an impetus for our team that, hey, here's this kid with a torn ACL, but he put a knee brace on. And it just kind of, it was, it was just, it was, it was so much fun because those kids just believed in themselves and that momentum just kept carrying us. You, you faced Weinmere Lidgewood in that championship game, and that was a program that's had a pretty good run uh, since then. They added a championship in the mix, but, uh, Championship game, what did you expect out of Winemere Lidgerwood and, and uh how did that game go down? Well, they were they were loaded. They they had a good team, they were well coached. Um, they 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 hit us with some big plays early. Um, and you know, to be very honest with you, it's been ten years I've never watched the game. Um, I, I've never I've got it on video and I just never have watched it. They were but they were they, they they beat us in every facet of the game, um, and uh, our we just you know we, we tried and we, we our our game was running the football and mixing in the pass and uh, the kids would never say they never make an excuse for themselves but when you lose your seventeen hundred yard for the season rusher and you average about eight yards a carry that kind of takes away from the ball control and what you wanted to do but. We battled. They kept playing the whole game. Like I said, uh, Weinmere was a really, really good football team that year. They had great skill players and a good quarterback, and their defense was good. And, um, Scott does a really nice job down there with those kids. John Burge, head coach of Wells County, when they went to the championship game 10 years ago, playing Weinmere Lidgewood in the nine-man championship game. Uh, how much did your players, Coach, uh, relish in the fact that uh, they were going to be the last Wells County only football team. Was that something that was discussed that season? Was that something that maybe was a motivating factor to have the year they had? 
Well, I think it played into it. You know, we, we kind of dubbed it the end of an era. Uh, I, I made up shirts, every kid a shirt at the end of the year, you know, the end of an era, because we, um, I came, I came into the, the program. I could coach and been an assistant. And then I, when our coach left, they needed a coach. I, we were with, at that time, the Sykes on to co-op with Carrington. You know, it's kind of, you got to kind of be able to think of how all these teams are intertwined. Well, I, I started coaching. In ninety, I became the head coach in ninety-seven, and uh, so no one, uh, no one else applied for the job. So I just decided, okay, well, I'll give it a go. I've never played it down to organized football in my life, but I was going to love the game and anything I liked. I stole from other coaches, so that's what it was about. And these kids, they knew because of the numbers we couldn't play, so they were going to go out and just play as hard as they could till the end. And I really have a lot of admiration for them because, you know, to prepare for games, you know, football is a game of scouting and looking and working against different things. Well, we ended up having my assistant coach, Warren Strand. He played running back. My son, who is 10 years old, he played wide receiver. And I, with a bad knee, played quarterback on the scout team. So we, needless to say, we didn't give them a real good look, but you know, we tried to. When you tell stories of dressing 13 players in a quarterfinal playoff matchup, even in nine-man football, of the story you just told of uh, your son and a coach and you running scout team with such little numbers, what is a typical reaction that you get from people? Well, out here in Utah... Uh, where I have five, six A schools, which are with a 50 mile radius, and I, I talk and go to games and stuff, and I, or my neighbors, and I tell them about that. You know, they have a hundred kids on their team. They have 12 coaches. They just they're they're amazed that you know. And when you say nine man football, they look at you like, what? Nine football? Who plays nine man football? You know, and and so you explain to them how it is and the type of game it is, and and they're you know when you tell them thirteen players, they just they don't understand the numbers because here there are so many kids and so many participants that even when you talk about a school size, you know, my son graduated in a class of nine, nine, yeah, nine kids in his class. They just can't fathom it. The co-op starts the year after this ends, the next, the following season. And there's been mm-hmm. a lot of stories about uh, good co-ops. There's been bad co-ops. Uh, and, and it usually comes down to communities feeling like they're going to lose a sense of identity. That uh, our school's name, you know, I know a lot of what I've seen is it's come down to names. Whose name goes first? Whose goes second? What's, you know, who who becomes the coach? Who, who gets these positions? Uh, your transition to become Harvey Wells County uh, what were the early conversations in the sense of uh, the community and and uh, where things go? Was it was it a seamless or as seamless as it could be of a transition from that front? Well, no, it's it's always hard to lose Friday night in all town. You know, we and we we that was one thing that we had to, I would say, cooperate with. They had a better facility. 
we no longer had any football games. That was a tough thing for, you know, for some of the people in our community. It was a necessity. I've been through a lot of co-ops. When I get tired of school colors, I, I'm kind of lucky because we, I, we'd have a new co-op and I could switch to different colors. So my wardrobe got to change and I wasn't always wearing the same colors. But our, our people, you know, it, 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 it went relatively smooth. We had some nice juniors that fit right into their scheme. Uh, and so that helped. Our kids got a chance. Uh, and that's one thing you always hear with a co-op. Is the coach going to be fair to our kids? And they say our kids, they mean the hometown kids. And Brad Sandy did a nice job. He kept our, you know, he he was very uh, accepting, and he was, you know, he really worked to make our kids feel welcome, which really helped our co-op. And uh, so it, it 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 worked well. It worked really well, and then we ended up going undefeated that season. We lost in the first round of the playoffs, but that helped. You know, because people like to win. So anyway, looking at that first season, I know you got to be a part of uh, that co-op. Uh, looking at the first season to the point we're at now, 10 years of, of this marriage between your school districts and communities. Uh, I was able to broadcast the the Hornets game when they played against Lisbon in the quarterfinal round of the Class A playoffs. Lisbon ended up getting the win, but uh, I parked on the, the Harvey Wells County side, and there was a lot of purple and white pulling up. There was a lot of fans in full gear. There was a lot of excitement. It, uh, you know, you would never tell that 10 years ago this was a program that merged with another. When you get a chance to look at where it has come in terms of, of that sense of community and, and, and now it's its own program. Do you, do you feel that that's all just a kind of a memory, a part of history that everyone knows Harvey Wells County moving forward as Harvey Wells County? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, I, I think that the, they look at it, and they look back and we have good memories of our, of our time as, as a football team. And also when we were the Wells County bears, I was the basketball coach for many years there too for a few years and uh, you know and then I, I actually coached the Hardy County boys basketball team for a couple of years and uh, you know it, it, it's they're nice memories and I but I think that people realize that the necessity if you're going to participate especially football you got to have numbers and if you don't have numbers it's hard to compete you you have that chance a year where you have the nine seniors like we did and you can, you know, if you've got the right mix, you can make a run. But I think that they've kind of come together, um, and uh, the kids uh, seem to get along. Uh, they did when I was there. Their, you know, friendships developed between the two two, two schools, and uh, so you know, it, it's uh, it, it, it's been a good thing for the kids. I think. Talking with John Birch, he was a coach for Harvey Wells County. He coached Wells County. Ten years ago when they played Weinmere Lidger with a nine-man championship, the Warbirds picking up the victory in that game. Coach, you talked about uh, co-ops being very important to keep programs going. We've seen a recent one in the area, Sargent County, which is uh, Milner North Sargent's co-op, their latest co-op. Uh, and I'm sure it's it's not going to be the last. Uh, Dakota Central co-op broke up. Barnes County North uh, went to Valley City. We, we, we constantly see those changes coming, but when it comes to smaller programs, uh, it, it really becomes a little bit of a bigger deal in the sense that of what it does to grow a program where Valley City takes Barnes County North. They'll get themselves uh, maybe 10 players, 10 new players to the program that are important players, but it's a little bit of a different feel. And 
Uh, what would you say, uh, or would you say that the, the direction of our smaller programs in, in a state like North Dakota that we're going to continue to see, in your opinion, more and more co-ops come as the years continue? Well, I, there, that is an option. I also noted that there's six-man football now. And so six-man football has kind of provided some opportunities, especially for those that are kind of scattered or farther away from a, an established program where they'd have to drive maybe 50 miles round trip a day to practice. I'm looking at a team like Drake Adams. There, were, there was talk at one time them coming to play football with Harvey Wells County or going to Velva. Well, that's a pretty good trip, long trip. You know, one, you know, good there and going home for practice, some practice and that. You know, you got to give those, think about those kids. But I think it is. I think um, with, with the number of people that are living in rural North Dakota, and again, I've been gone for four years. The school that I taught at, was working at, has stayed pretty constant size-wise, but those numbers don't always equate to athletes because not everybody plays. We had to have, for the most part, everybody played, and those that didn't were either a manager or kept stats or something like that for us. So you have to you have to have those participants to keep that program viable. And, it's hard to give up a program, but yet you have to look at the overall value for those kids that want to play. So that's kind of my view of it. As John Birch, a former coach of Harvey Wells County and Wells County, who played 10 years ago in the Dakota Bowl. Uh, coach, uh, enjoy your retirement, and thanks for giving us some time. You bet. It was, it's been great. I still have, I'm looking right now. I'm sitting here in my office, and I still got a picture of my 2010 football team sitting here right in front and center. So um, the best thing about those kids is not where they football players, good football players, but now in life they've turned to be into being good employees and good dads. So that's really what the athletics, you know, that's what it's about. More coverage of the Dakota Bowl coming your way next on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com.